I feel like where's Zach from The Bachelor. That's such <laughs> old news now. Oh my god, now. don't. No, that's an insult. Don't call me that. <laughs> no. Well, hello, Miss Leslie. Hi, Hannah. How are you going? I'm good. How about you? Good. I feel like I've seen you like 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you're wearing the exact same dress. Well, this is one of my favorites. So like if you didn't see me on it in like 30 seconds ago, you probably saw it with me, you know, a couple days ago. That's true. Yeah. That is true. I was probably wearing the exact same thing too. Were you? Well, about 30 seconds ago I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I was wearing but these jeans. It's just like those that dress. I wear these jeans constantly. All the time. All the time. You know, just today I was looking up to like purchase another pair of these jeans and they were sold out and I had to put my email address to get notifications as when these jeans would go back in. Yeah, it's a sad, sad day when you I know. When you find a good one. Oh, it's good. It's good. Like I need this pair of jeans in like three different colours or maybe four <laughs> or maybe five, depending how many days I have to go into the office <laughs> and just rotate them. Yeah. It's coming into spring. Yeah. I feel like the weather's getting a little bit nicer. Mm -hmm. It's getting a little bit warmer. It's not freezing cold and I'm not shivering at night <laughs> and needing a hot chocolate yeah. to warm me up. I'm so ready for spring. I am so ready. I'm like manifesting it in everything I wear. I literally said this today. I was like, I, it may be cold, but I'm, I'm wearing clothes for the warm weather because it's going to happen. It's It better happen soon. Yeah. I hope it happens soon. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure my friends are sick of me seeing, like, seeing me in the exact same clothes every single time. But you look good, so it's fine. I'll stop it. Yeah, we're so excited that you could join us again. We really appreciate you guys listening in, being part of the conversation. Yeah. We're so happy to have you here. The reason why we can do this is because of you guys. So thank you so much for all your support. Yeah. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. And But we mentioned in the last episode mm -hmm. that we were going to talk about a particular play. Yes, we did. Not a musical. No, not at all. It is not a musical. So, Which is really surprising because I thought we'd start off with a musical. Yeah. Uh, actually, but you know, we really wanted to see this show, so it kind of oh, just happened. Yeah, without a doubt. I was like, <laughs> as soon as they announced it, I was like, give me tickets. You love this show. I do. Anyways, though, but Peter Pan Goes Wrong is essentially a play about people putting on Peter Pan and everything goes wrong. And it's hilarious, slapstick comedy. I loved it. I was in love with this show. <laughs> If someone says to me, pick a Broadway show mm -hmm. that represents your life, this show would be the show. Wait, that's so unfortunate. Don't say that. <laughs> no, but it's it's funny because it's so slapstick, yes. very Monty Python yes. comedy. Yes. It was created by a British production company known as Mischief. And so it's the classic British humor. Yeah. And as an Aussie, I love that humor. <laughs> I feel like it's very your humor. It is it really my is humor. Actually. And I mean, not that you're like going around bumping into things, but it's very, it's, it's you know. Oh, sometimes I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, us Aussies have the pleasure of being able to understand British mm -hmm. comedy mm -hmm. as well as American comedy. Yeah. And it was very interesting to see how an American audience would receive this and show. I, I think it was received well. Everyone around us was laughing so loudly. I mean, even from the start, not, before the start, actually. Yeah. Like, you know, you see, like, the actors running around on stage and you see them, like, in the in the mezzanine area, which is, you never see that. No. Ever. No. And you see like Peter Pan and then you see like people like in the in the boxes like yeah. doing stuff. 
it's so funny it's like immediately you know this is a sort of different broadway experience you're supposed to laugh i think it's great that they sort of note that and like it's very clear from the get-go that like i agree we're expecting you to interact with us yes and that's really fun and i think also too it's like you said most shows just sort of aim their show towards everyone in the orchestra yeah i hardly see any actors that engage with an audience from like mezzanine above and when we say mezzanine we mean like the balcony that you will see in some theaters there's multiple balconies so they'll be called different things but maybe even sometimes like a front mezzanine versus like a back mezzanine and all of that this was a very different play yeah a very different show that's true and i feel like as well if you haven't seen their first show which was the play that goes wrong, which is currently on off-Broadway. People really don't know what to expect. Mm. And I loved the fact that a lot of people went into the show potentially not knowing, other than the fact that it was about Peter Pan. Yeah, that's all you know, really. I mean, it's a a classic tale Mm. that no matter where you are in the world, doesn't matter what culture or language you speak, you know of the story. Mm. And it's certainly, it does tell you the story of yes. Peter Pan. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually, though. That's exactly right. I mean, I also noticed that, too. I think it's actually pretty smart how, like, how well everything goes wrong. Um, You can tell, like, jokes build upon jokes, build upon jokes. So if mm. it doesn't go wrong in the exact right way, there's a problem. And I feel like I also love that, like I said, like you said, eventually the story gets told. Like, the things, the sort of elements that are within Peter Pan happen, but just not quite the way they're supposed to, but they still happen. So I was interested to see those. They, yeah, they happen eventually, (laughs) for sure. But like I said at the beginning, like I knew, and the minute they announced it, I was like, this is, this is going to be something special. Mm -hmm. It's a limited run. Yeah. It's only for a couple of weeks. So please, we, we saw this a couple of weeks prior to posting this this um show but please do yourselves a favor and you can go see it i think it's ending like july 6 or something like that. yeah it's july. It's, it's july so it's it's a very short run you know how we we speak about so many shows that are brilliant mm-hmm. but they only run for a short period yeah. of time for multiple reasons it could be a the cost of running the show mm-hmm. B, in this case, you know, they're bringing the original company from the West End to Broadway. Mm -hmm. They can't stay here forever as much as I would love to (laughs) see them constantly. But it's, it would be incredible for everyone to Mm -hmm. see. And like I said, there's a very big difference between British slapstick and comedy versus American comedy. And not everything sits with American audiences versus British audiences. So I couldn't wait to see this. I was ready and did it exceed expectations? Absolutely. I would say so. Honestly, it was much funnier than I thought it would be. And I knew going into it, having seen the play that goes wrong, which is a very similar sort of concept. I knew it was going to be funny, but I laughed a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And there's so much history behind this play as well. Yeah. Because it is the sequel to the play that goes wrong and for those who don't know the company called mischief was created in back in 2008 by three guys who had just graduated from drama school Mm -hmm. and them along with probably every other college graduate was like so what now (laughs) unless you have a job lined up a lot of us were like okay so that's it i finally with those loans oh yeah I've got that piece of paper that is worth thousands of dollars. What do I do with yeah. it now? And so they were like, let's 
get together and let's make this production company. Mm-hmm. And they started off just as an improvisation team, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. And they started winning awards and traveling. And then that's when they wrote The Play That Goes Wrong, mm-hmm. which did very well on the West End. It didn't make it to Broadway, though, until 2017. Yeah, it's a long time. Which is a long time. So producers out there, because I don't have as much money as you do. (laughs) This is our bid. This is, yeah. Please, can you bring more of these shows made by Mischief to Broadway? I think they would do extremely well. But yeah, it was the play that goes wrong. Mm -hmm. I remember I didn't see it in West End. I saw it off-Broadway back in 2021 and immediately when there were tickets available I was like I need to go see this play I'd followed it for five years just the history behind it because they'd done obviously shows on West End Mm -hmm. around 2020 the BBC which is one of the channels in England commissioned Mischief to do two television series uh, and it was called The Show That Goes Wrong and that's crazy to think and they did a couple of Christmas specials and it was so good and it was good for all ages. Yeah. This is a play that anyone can absolutely. see. Absolutely. This is definitely like a family show. Yeah, absolutely. And even though it's Peter Pan and Captain Hook, for instance, is meant to be the villain, is he really the villain in this show? Yes, but <laughs> is he scary? No. no. He's comedic. But it's interesting because even though the show is about Peter Pan, mm-hmm. the true villain of the show, even though we've just said Captain hook is the true villain of the show is probably the two directors mm-hmm. in the show yeah so let's dive into because there's multiple layers yes, to this show to and i feel like <laughs> i feel like you need to understand this before you go and see the show mm-hmm. so so the three writers so mischief produces a play mm-hmm. and they each are actually assigned characters yes. that are part of a society called the Cornley Society, right? The Cornley Society, correct. Yay. Now, each person in this society then is part of each like show or each play. show, exactly. So you'll see, for example, a character called Sandra, yeah. who's in the play that goes wrong, but is then in the sequel mm-hmm. that this society has created. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see the characters engage with each other mm-hmm. outside of the actual play that is going on. Yeah. So when you actually watch the show, the true villain isn't Hook. It's actually the two directors, like I said before. I don't want to give too much away. (laughs) I feel like I already have, but it's really interesting to see how the characters engage with each other, interact with each other, Mm. and you can tell their level of acting is definitely not the best. (laughs) Should those characters be on Broadway? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, they should not at all. They probably should just stick to not even off-Broadway. Like, a little regional theatre. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this is, like, the the actors playing the actors. Yeah. So, Cornley Society is, like, all these actors that put on these shows. Mm-hmm. Those actors, not great. That's kind of the whole point, is, like, yeah. these actors that put on, like, Peter Pan or the play that goes wrong, they're not great actors, but that's... Partly why it's funny. I feel yeah. like one of my favorite ones is like getting into the characters of like Peter Pan. Dennis, I think he plays John, one yes. of the little boys. Yes, he plays John and then he plays Captain Shmee or like Shmee, which is Captain Hook's like sidekick. The whole point of the show is just like he as an actor doesn't know any lines at all. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember nothing. 
it's insane. So at first you kind of see them on stage and they like, before the show opens, they explain, you know, well, this guy is, is really good. So we're going to have to feed him some lines. So the, oh, you open the show and then you see him with like headphones on and they're like, you can tell he's like listening and he says it in such a monotone voice that like when his line is read by someone off screen, he's like, okay, this is what I have to say. And then that's him doing it. So that's yeah. him acting. It's insane. It, and I feel like you have to be such a good actor. Yeah. To be that bad. To be bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just incredible to see how they're able to combine such poor acting, mm -hmm. which in real life they're not, but such poor acting with all these stunts that they do. Mm -hmm. Everything is calculated to yeah. the millisecond. Yeah. And if something isn't pushed in the right direction, which is which sets it up for a biggest joke. Joke. Again, like the jokes build on each other. But even stunts. Like I remember one of the stunts in the show, and this isn't giving too much away, but a little toy train mm -hmm. is pushed. Yeah. Between Another two part characters. of the stage. Yeah. yeah. If they don't push it with a certain amount of force, it's not gonna get to the position that it needs to get to. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't get there, then the next stunt mm -hmm. or the next thing that goes wrong can't happen. Yeah, not the way that it's supposed to. And I can't believe how physically demanding it is on it these is. guys' There's bodies. a lot of stunts, actually. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's the whole point of, like, slapstick comedy is, like, they kind of get hurt and, like, things keep happening to themselves. It's like, that's what you keep seeing. Yeah, I agree. And these guys wrote the play for Peter Pan back in 2014, mm. finished its run. First run. This is almost 10 years on. Mm -hmm. You know, I know 10 years ago, I probably would be able to do these stunts, <laughs> like falling on my yeah. butt. So it's again, it's the same actors doing it. Like they've been yeah. doing it for 10 years. That's a lot on the body, honestly. I it wouldn't is. be surprised that's also part of the reason why it's such a short run. I feel like it's hard to like consistently do that all the time. I agree. And they love it and they enjoy it. And they signed out playbills. Yeah. Which for those who aren't aware of what a playbill is, because it's only on Broadway mm -hmm. do you get these playbills. These playbills are essentially like a little brochure mm -hmm. of the play that you're seeing. Yeah. And it has information about the cast, the crew, the storyline. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have a little bit more about the acts, like the behind the scenes of it all. And it's really cool that we could get their signatures. Yeah, we did. And you can keep that playbill. And we can now say that we have the original company that signed our playbill which is awesome i think that's i get really excited about that <laughs> i mean i know for sh upcoming shows like sweeney todd for example oh my god if i can get josh groban's signature <laughs> signed sealed delivered like i am so excited but i hope you guys do go see the show yeah. it's truly a spectacle to see yes it's different i mean it's different it's a different experience it is and it's something that the whole family can see yeah and i feel sometimes on broadway there's not a lot of shows that are geared towards family mm -hmm. and it's really nice to see that there are some shows like Peter Pan Goes Wrong. But I feel like we've been alluding to what the plot is. But we should actually talk about We the should plot. get into the plot though. <laughs> we talk way too much. We do. So like why don't we just 
get into what the plot's about because I'm sure you guys want to know about it. Yeah. And we're trying to go, try and tell you guys with the least amount of spoilers, but you do need to know a little bit about the play before you go see it. Yeah. With some shows, you don't need to know anything. Mm-hmm. But with this show, I feel like you do. Mm-hmm. So why don't you start us off, Miss Leslie? Sure. Um, so we start off with, again, all the actors have now gone beh- back this to the stage or behind the stage after being out in front of Mezzanine in the orchestra. And the co-directors come out and they explain, you know, the Cornley Actors Society is now putting on Peter Plan Goes Wrong. But now we're going to talk about uh, the sort of past plays we put on just as like a little sneak peek. And you kind of come to find out that the budget is not great <laughs> for this Cornley Actors Society. I think the one example they gave, which completely shows that is like, you know, we wanted to put on Jack and the Beanstalk, but uh, we only put on Jack and the Bean. Because yeah. they didn't have money for the Beanstalk. So it's like, all right, <laughs> we see where this is going. Or Android Lo- Lloyd Webber's cats. They had, they called it cat. Yeah, just cat. <laughs> only one cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they sort of introduced the cast. Um, you come to find out that, you know, Max is going to be playing John. He's going to be playing um, the crocodile. Michael, sorry, please Michael, and the crocodile. Um, And he's actually, you know, not that great of an actor, according to the director, but his rich uncle is, like, financing the whole thing. Um, And then you have Dennis, who plays John and who plays Shmi, but, like... He cannot act to save his life. No, the currently actor cannot at all. He doesn't know anyone at all. He's so timid and shy, I don't even know why he's there. I honestly, it was... It's hilarious (laughs) to think about, like, in this universe... Like you, you don't even have enough money or enough talent to get good actors. Like the minimum for an actor is know your lines. He doesn't know his lines at all. No, I feel like he's one of those kids from like a parent. Yeah. Like in a family where a parent's just like, go be on stage. (laughs) And this kid's like, no, mom, no, I don't want to do it. So throughout the whole show, like you see stagehands like trying to help him in different ways. It's hilarious. It's like I think my favorite like yeah. ongoing joke is just how bad of an actor the Cornley actor is. So yeah. And then you also find out that one of the directors is gonna play Hook. And in this moment, the co-director is like, you guys gotta boo him. So he invites the audience to boo the director because he's gonna be playing Hook. Yeah. It's actually nice to boo a villain, I feel. Yeah. Like it's it, cathartic. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I remember in the Disney theatrical productions, they encourage it as well. Mm-hmm. Like when Scar comes out on stage yeah. from The Lion King, everyone boos him. And it's like the actors love to hear it. <laughs> they actually do. I mean, of course, the, the Corley actor who's the director is pretending like, I don't like it. I, stop it. No, stop stop booing me. Stop it. <laughs> it. It just gets funnier every time now. So it's like every time Hook is on stage, People boo him. It's just part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. that <laughs> I love that little like inclusion. Yeah. So then the narrator, there is a narrator throughout the show yeah. and he has a very special relationship with this chair. You could say. <laughs> he like slides on out in a chair, opens the book and glitter. Every time just glitter. <laughs> it's so funny. But every time it comes out on the, like the chair, something goes wrong. And every time it's different. It's actually kind of impressive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the chair also becomes a character in the show. Yeah. And it's so interesting how just an object conveys so many emotions. so well, where it's like when the object is not working the way it's supposed to for the Cornley actors, they're like, you can see their anger. Yeah. (laughs) I think at one point the chair comes out and they're they're just like, I don't need you anymore. Go away. (laughs) Go away. Oh, my God. It's very funny, but there are a lot of other things that happen in the play and in Act One, including the fact that there is a lady that plays the mom, mm-hmm. but she also plays the maid. Yes, and they they come out like right after each other. 
yeah it's like such quick changes where it's like you can kind of see you're putting on the maid sort of costume over the the dress but it's like going in and out and then it kind of like falls apart towards the end where it's like she's it's barely the costume is barely holding on to her yeah it's so funny to see and how quickly that actress in reality yeah does those quick changes it's no it's actually so quick it's really quick i haven't seen a quicker change change i think for sure i would agree at all i feel like the only one that was the closest i remember like it's kind of like a similar moment when like frozen like this sort of dress comes off but that is like part of the show like that's a huge moment where this is just like it's happening constantly and she may or may not slip up (laughs) 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 and the whole audience sees which i think is the best part it's so funny to watch and there a lot of the bloopers the purpose bloopers yeah. in the play i'm sure have happened to every single actor before i think so i really do i feel like every actor has experienced like uh-oh something's going wrong what do i do and i feel like this play kind of allu- it, well it directly alludes to that but like makes it that's the purpose of the show is for you to see like these currently actors like what do i do do i keep acting in this moment when like, <laughs> i literally have the wrong prop there's one where they're like they want to use like a spoon to drink medicine but then like the dog gets stuck and can't get the spoon. So then said they use scissors. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got to just keep going. Find something and it's the scissors. Yeah, what you do. exactly. It's so, it's so exciting and it's unpredictable yeah. as well to see what they're going to do in order to keep making the show go on. Yeah. Which is really nice. And everything that goes wrong has to go wrong in a very particular way because the jokes keep building on each other. Yeah. And if it doesn't go wrong in the right way, that's it. Oh, goodness yeah. me going back to that you like the actors may need to make sure that they're standing in certain positions because yeah. they could get hurt they really could like things are falling literally there's one point where like a, a light falls and it's like right in front of the actress and like of course it's purposeful they're not in real danger but a part of you is like wait whoa like they really needed to know where they needed to be at that point yeah i agree so to sum up act one yeah they actually finish in the same scene that they started in mm-hmm. which was the children's bedroom yep so they've met peter and they're just about to fly off mm-hmm. to neverland yeah and things go wrong <laughs> essentially and peter's like trying to teach them how to fly and like in you know in the tale it's like you gotta think happy thoughts and you'll immediately fly and he tells them this and they don't fly (laughs) we won't tell you what happens but they do not get off the ground no they don't although i thought they were going to i i mean honestly like you see the sort of you know the the little strings that are supposed to lift them up when they do fly come down it's like oh like this is a a legit stunt that's about to happen but it doesn't happen it falls apart yeah yeah and you kind of just follow them after that (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is kind of funny but what's also interesting as well they they take like jokes that they've made even at the beginning of act one yeah and reference them like towards the end of act one mm-hmm. which is sort of bookmarking book- bookmarking bookmarking yeah, yeah. yeah. bookmarking yeah. the ends of act one mm-hmm. which is really lovely yeah and you'll find out once you go and let us know what you think of act one <laughs> it's it's really really clever and act one's about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes long mm-hmm. it's not too bad mm-hmm. but you do have to make sure that if you need to go to the bathroom which let's face it ladies we may need to do that (laughs) you need to sprint to the bathroom there is only there's one bathroom Bathroom. but there's multiple stalls Mm -hmm. but there's not a lot yeah and again you have to go to like the very bottom level which is yeah so when you enter there are a couple of floors but the bottom we enter on like floor one Mm -hmm. and the basement level is where you'll find your access to merchandise drinks 
and the bathrooms, yeah. which are the most important thing. <laughs> also, just a funny note about the drinks now that we're talking about intermission is yeah. like, we go, <laughs> we just wanted to see what the specialty drinks were and they actually hadn't named one of them yet. It was like a French 75 version. And he's like, you know what? If you come up with any ideas, let me know. And so we started thinking of ideas to name the French 75 that like goes along with either like Peter Pan or like the play goes wrong. And we like gave him our ideas. Like what were what were some of them? I think which one did you come up with? Like So the French 75 mm-hmm. was we liked the idea of like English 75. Yeah. Like someone named it wrong. Or like yeah. 75 French of like something something flubbed up. Or, you know, just something like French themed. I think that was some of our things. So if you see, like either of those names that was us <laughs> we named it let us know what the new specialty drinks are if we if we don't get there before you guys do yeah. let us know and it was really interesting hearing the backstory like talking to the bartender because yeah. the one that we spoke to was in charge of creating those or deciding which specialty drinks were to be sold at this particular play and he was saying obviously it's a british backstory and he was like a lot of the british drink gin i'm not a drinker so i would not know whether that's true or not but according to him he thinks it is yeah so it was really interesting hearing all of that so after intermission of course act two commences (laughs) obviously (laughs) yeah that's how it goes it would be kind of bad if that didn't happen. I mean, but it could in a play like this. It could. <laughs> but it happens, luckily. Thank you. They continue on after all the mishaps. They're like, we're, we apologize for all the technical difficulties. We're going to do better. Of course they don't. And that they continues don't. on until sort of getting into more of the story of Peter Pan. Uh, we all know how it goes. Um, eventually, Hook captures Wendy, John, and Michael and tries to poison Peter Pan. And this still happens <gasps> in the he show. He poisons Peter Pan? <laughs> no. Sorry to spoil it for you. No. Anyways, he attempts to um, poison Peter Pan, but as he's trying to like open the medicine, he like his hook isn't working, so he gets one person from like the audience to open it, which is kind of hilarious. Um, but as he's trying to do it again, people are booing, actively booing Hook because it's like, how dare you poison Peter? He's the bad guy again, the villain. So he tries to poison Peter, and as in the story, Tink comes and tries to help Peter Pan by drinking it but instead of drinking she's a it, sassy tink sorry can i, I just have say to know, i love tinkerbell she's my favorite character the actor that plays she's the same actress that plays tinkerbell the miss darling and yeah. the, the maid i loved her so good shout out to nancy i think her name's nancy zamet mm-hmm. she her mannerisms was so good because it, for those of you that don't know tink doesn't talk no she doesn't talk is a whole thing so every time she's communicating with peter pan it's like pantomiming but she's so sad she's just like you know kind of like almost voguing in a way <laughs> like, <laughs> just like this is this and it's so expressive it made me laugh every single time she was the funniest person that never spoke yeah i agree <laughs> i agree sorry but the whole the whole company like we said is yeah. brilliant but yeah. shout out to nancy i loved her i sold her that i was just like you're amazing but so instead of tink saving peter pan by drinking it peter pan the actor the currently actor peter pan actually accidentally like, spills it onto Tinker's dress which is like made of a bunch of lights and so Tinker like falls down electrocuted instead of like pretending to be dead that part was hilarious um you get into later Peter Pan and and, and Tink is okay because she does come back alive because we all believe in fairies yes we all do we all believe in fairies and we have I don't know about y'all but I believe in fairies of course I believe in fairies okay good (laughs) that was gonna be an issue if we didn't um (laughs) it's okay it's okay I'm glad we settled this good So you see Peter going to save uh, Wendy, John, and Michael. And so the set at this point Uh, starts to turn uncontrollably. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to be set on the ship. But instead, you just keep seeing it turn. 
And all the characters start to run in through one door and out the other after each other. And it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. And that it just, it, it gets faster and faster. And it's just like, wait, they're still acting, mind you. They're still playing out the scene. Yeah. And different sets. So like the wood set or the, the, the bedroom set, they're playing it out as if they're on the ship, but they're just in a different set. Oh, I died. And there's so many angles of elevation that they have to run mm-hmm. as well. And like climbing up stuff and going through a door this yeah. way. It was wild. I couldn't believe how physically demanding that scene was. Yeah. Until I saw it. I had seen it on YouTube and they actually, interesting enough, actually filmed it back in England. Mm-hmm. I think they showed it on the BBC or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so very similar sort of storyline. But I knew about the this scene and I knew it was quick mm-hmm. and I knew the physical comedy that was behind it. But seeing it live was completely different. <laughs> I couldn't believe how quick this guy was running. I know. Oh my God. That was uh, like all the stunts are so funny. All the things that just like don't happen quite right are hilarious. And it they keep building. Like you just keep seeing like the same, like very similar jokes coming back in. Oh my God. Oh, so good. They definitely were born comedians. Yes. And I'm glad that they chose Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. because this show you can do so much with yeah. and it is a beloved classic yeah. and we all know the story so well because of that and for them to come in and sort of put their spin on it mm-hmm. was really really sweet and obviously after Tink dies but then gets resurrected mm-hmm. by the audience which is really lovely yeah. the 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 show finishes and you see all the characters in like all the Cornley actors, I should say, engage with each other mm-hmm. and you see well, the dynamics start to play out. Like it, you're following stories where like there's like overhead like, you know, voice recordings that reveal more and more about the cast. Yeah. And you see it kind of like all sewn up towards the end. Which is really lovely. And at the end, when, you know, we have to give the applause to the actors, obviously, the curtain at the curtain call, what I loved is they all bowed together. There was mm-hmm. not one person that bowed by themselves. But then they brought the stage crew Which out. is super important. And I've never seen that in a show before. And it needed to happen at this show. It because did. the stage is so vital. Like yeah. every, this is the most prop heavy show I have ever seen. And it does it so well. Like every prop has a purpose yeah. and becomes a joke. Yeah, I agree. And that takes a lot of forethought to think yeah. that out. So the stage crew definitely deserved that applause for sure. Absolutely. And even just with falls, you know, obviously with slapstick comedy, someone will fall, but you need to make sure that there is someone that is holding the slapstick. Yeah to slam it down at the right point and that's all of those background noises all happen because of the backstage crew and they're the ones that are making sure that they can put on the show every night and it's all well and good to have the actors perform this show but if an actor breaks their leg yeah then we're not good and that's not good but the whole thing is just so funny and they do it so well i mean i think the best way to just oh another way to describe this show is like if you like watching like blooper reels of like news stories or all these things it's like this is the dream 
Because it's like watching a, a full-on blooper reel of a play. Oh, of course. Like going on and on and on. Yeah, I agree. So you're probably all thinking now, though, how do I get tickets? Yeah. Because like I mentioned before, a lot of the shows are sold out, which is really lovely to see. But there are multiple ways that you guys can get tickets to this show, mm-hmm. one of which is the lottery. Mm-hmm. I am a sucker for a lottery. And so the lottery tickets, if you do win, mm-hmm. you'll be charged $40 per ticket. Yeah. And for those who don't know how the lottery works you essentially sign up for the show the previous day for the following days yeah yeah, following days show and if you get selected you pay forty dollars for the ticket you turn up to box office and you can be anywhere yeah they can put you in orchestra they could easily I've had a lot of lottery tickets where they've stuck me in mm-hmm. the front. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Six the Musical and I was like two rows from the front. You were lucky, lucky. I know. I And the ticket was only $30. Yeah. So lottery is a honestly great the great way to go. Another way you can get tickets to the show is through rush tickets Mm -hmm. sometimes if you show up to the box office about two hours prior to the show beginning the box office just wants to get rid of tickets exactly they They can't they can't do anything with them at that point exactly they just need to fill the seats Mm -hmm. that's another great way of trying to get cheat tickets Mm -hmm. another way is turning up to the ticket booth which is located in times square the tkts booth it's big and red you can't miss it exactly you can't miss it if you're still having troubles go to times square see the giant staircase yeah and it's right under there yeah so that's another cool way to see it or you can actually purchase tickets through their website, mm-hmm. pangoeswrongbroadway.com. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. And that way you'll be able to check out the cast and crew <laughs> and they give you a little bit more behind the scenes about the play, but you can also get the tickets through their website. Yep. So go check it out. The final thing that I want to discuss, actually, before we get to the biggest mishaps that you've seen. <laughs> I'm so ready to in, hear yours. In Broadway yeah. shows that we've been to is the theater experience itself mm-hmm. what's amazing about broadway is that you can go meet the actors yes after the performance at their stage door yeah so essentially you the audience leaves after the the curtain closes and the all of the actors get undressed behind the stage and behind the scenes and they come out and you can actually have an opportunity to wait at the door that's designated for them to exit and you know that it's there um, and get them to come and, and talk to them and, and, you know, get signed playbills, which is amazing. You're able to engage with the actors and let them know how much we appreciate them. And it's pretty cool to them. I know last year I saw Macbeth mm-hmm. and Daniel Craig was in it, mm-hmm. Mr. Bond, for those who don't know. <laughs> and even though he didn't sign any playbills or anything, he still came out and greeted the audience and thanked them for coming. And it was really lovely. So I love that bit about stage door and I remember one story do you remember when we did go to the stage door Mm -hmm. and we actually met one of the actors moms yeah it was so sweet so it was actually um Ryan, he was uh, the understudy, I guess, for Robert that night. And he was actually also in, like we mentioned, the play that goes wrong. So his whole family was there. And it was his birthday too. Oh my God. How incredible to like perform on Broadway on your birthday. We talk about Broadway having this community Mm -hmm. and it was so lovely to see that his old company from Mm -hmm. the play that goes wrong had come over 
to greet him at stage door yeah. to sing him happy birthday. Oh, so cute. Oh my God. I think that was the most wholesome stage door experience I've ever had. Yeah, I agree. And even just meeting his mom, like his mom just was in tears yeah. and she was just telling us like, oh my God. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of him. And, and his whole family was there. Oh my God. It was so sweet. I know. And it was just so beautiful to watch him interact with his old, old cast and, and see how the new cast are, reacted to all of that and they were very sweet and british people pride themselves on being polite Mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of broadway you know actors that we've met that are polite but i have not met anyone more polite than this company Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god they were stopping with every person like actually have a conversation i feel like a lot of times at stage doors it's like a very quick sign which is fine i totally understand that (laughs) they've just just finished i would be like that to be honest i'd be like (laughs) Listen, I gotta go. Um, but they I were need super to hit nice. the bed. I know they were interacting, and it was so cute. There was like a little girl next to us who had her playbill, and they were like all like looking at her and talking and be like, "What's your name? How are you doing?" That was so sweet. That was so sweet. I think it's clear that this company, like Mischief, is totally into audience interaction. And I agree, you, and you feel that energy at stage door. I agree, which is the best part. You can see the play. But when you actually meet the actors and thank them, it's a whole different sort of experience, I feel. And you feel like you're connected to them and you can actually just tell them how great they are. Mm Because I'm sure they, I mean, they hear it all the time, but... I mean, it's always nice to hear. It is. being appreciated and like knowing what sticks. Again, because this is in previews, they are so interested in like what the audience thinks yeah. and what is working. I think it's super important. And also just like not only their acting abilities, but how they choose to like play that character. But let's move on <laughs> to like the final bit of our podcast. We've been talking so much and we need to talk about mishaps. Yeah. <laughs> because we've spoken about, you know, mishaps throughout the entire episode, really. But I want to know what has been your favorite mishap that you have seen? Oh my God, there's so many good ones. I just love it when you like see like crap, something's going wrong and you you feel the audience like, wait, what? What's happening? My favorite one, definitely. (laughs) I'm laughing even now. Is definitely, um, it happened at Moulin Rouge. Oh, okay. So within Moulin Rouge, you have Aaron DeVette, who we both love. Love that man. God um, bless him. So it was when he was um, playing Christian, uh, the main male lead. And there's a point in the in the show where it's like you have he has the whole company singing behind him. I think it's like the We Are Young song because they're talking about like bohemian life. Yeah. Have you. And so he's at the front and the, co- the co- company is behind him and he's walking towards like the front stage singing the song. And then all of a sudden you see the, <laughs> the curtain start falling. Now, I've seen this show so many times. I knew immediately that's wrong. That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> it's supposed to actually come out at the next scene, but okay. And so you feel the audience, like, what's going on? But Christian, like, you know, Aaron is still going forward singing. And you see members of the company, like, what's and like, going behind the curtain because they want to be, like, separated from the rest of the company. Yeah. And so you can see the moment where Aaron realizes something is weird. I'm sure he's looking at the audience and they're freaking out. And so he's still singing, mind you. Turns around, looks at the curtain, and turns back to the audience like, ah, and continues singing. <laughs> and just like standing there with a smirk on his face like, this is not right. <laughs> but I'm going to continue singing. And the whole point of that song is you hear the whole company at the end being like, we believe in these ideals through this song, but it's just Christian. This is the only person on stage Oh my point. goodness. It was so funny. After that, like there was technical, it was obviously technical difficulties. They paused the show for like, 20 minutes no way I, I was i was like is this about to be canceled luckily it wasn't but i was dying just looking at aaron's face like well 
I guess this is what it is. Oh my god. Oh my goodness, that's so crazy. That was hilarious. Oh my god, I'm loving that. Okay, what was yours? Mine is actually we went to Music Man. Both you and I went. Yeah. yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. And it was starring Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman. Mm -hmm. And the day that we saw that show, I know you saw it. You got the opportunity to see it twice, Mm -hmm. which I was very jealous about. (laughs) But I was uh, sick that day. And Sutton Foster was not in the show. Yeah. I think she might have had COVID. She had COVID. Yeah. Yes. Funny story. Five days later, I got COVID. (laughs) We had Hugh Jackman still, and I was I was so thankful that we did. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's this one scene in Music Man where then Hugh Jackman's character, he's the main lead, is messing around with Sutton Foster's mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. So we had the understudy at the time, mm-hmm. and they were messing about. And Hugh, in Hugh fashion, mm-hmm. you could say, yeah. goes a little too far, <laughs> and he ends up falling over. Yeah. There's a point where she like she like you know play hits him. Yeah, but I I couldn't tell if like Hugh just overplayed it or like the understudy like having not experienced it enough didn't know how hard she should push or not. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and so she like pretended to push, and he was just goofing off mm-hmm. and playing around, and they and he then literally fell back. Yeah, falls on his butt. And they're like, oh my People god, what are you doing? And then Hugh still goes along with it and plays along with the fact that he's fallen over. And those two could not stop laughing. Oh my god, it was so like that whole scene, he was being like very flirty, like, huh. Yeah. And when he falls, he's like, Oh, you're really passionate now. Oh my god, it was so funny. Oh jeez. I loved it. I absolutely loved it and he handled that well i feel like hugh is a good actor to handle a mishap because he knows mm. how to play off oh he's a brilliant actor yeah but that was definitely one of the biggest mishaps i've seen yeah and i i loved it yeah i loved That's it so funny but i feel like we've been talking forever and i don't want to talk everyone else's ears off so let us know whether you do end up going seeing the show yeah what you think what you think yeah. we'd love to would love to hear all about it and we would love to hear what are some of the biggest mishaps you've seen yes oh my god please share oh i'm so waiting i'm so ready i'm so ready for this and we will make sure that in an episode or maybe some shorts we share them because i'd love to hear what else has happened yeah because some of the biggest mishaps make a broadway show i feel like it's just when you see like the actual actor shine of like who they are as a person like yeah. coming out like are they a little awkward are they a little funny like oh that's great i wish that that was an like award category at the tardies <laughs> i feel like you couldn't do that with the hearts like catch it at the right time but i'm so for it i think you or like or a fan like fan vote yeah like the best mishap that'd be hilarious that would be so good i feel like at the tonys they can do that yeah because the tonys are a little bit more relaxed they're strict still but it's just a different audience mm-hmm. versus television and film but i'd love to hear what you guys think and hear what your biggest mishaps that you've seen yeah should we rate the show i think we should all right how are we going to do this how are we going to rate the show i think i want to rate it out of five in different elements okay so i think you know let's start off with the first thing you see me come to the show the theater the theater i thought it was a cute theater yeah 
There wasn't much on the outside. Yeah. The decoration to suit the play Mm -hmm. was good, Mm -hmm. but it's very hard to find it. It's not, it's not screaming out to you. Yeah, I I would agree. I feel like the theater was fine. I mean, the fact that it only has one bathroom while normal is kind of, disappointing we've been to theaters where it has two oh i love it when there's a a huge huge deal but i feel like the theater was okay yeah i mean i must say our views from mezzanine were pretty great i won't lie but i think that also has to do with like what we were seeing yeah specifically because they do they they do play to the mezzanine yeah i agree although the next time that we see the play because let's be honest now it's not an if it's we (laughs) are seeing it (laughs) i would love to see it in orchestra I think so too. Because even There's things that we didn't see, honestly. Yeah. I mean, when they're when they're playing to the crowd at the beginning, you can hear like orchestra laughing, but we didn't see what happened. I want to know. What I do. I do want to actually see it with my eyes. Yeah. You see it on YouTube and stuff, but it's different. Yeah. So I would rate the theater probably like a, a three. I would agree, actually. I think a three. It's like. It's not a bad theater. It's kind of like no, right in the middle. Because even their merchandise stand. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of merch to be sold to yeah, begin with. Yeah, that's true. But it wasn't brilliant. But mm-hmm. the merchandise that they were selling, was that good? Yes. Because mm-hmm. you could get the Cornley Society tote bag. Yeah. Nothing to do with Peter Pan, but... But yeah, it's a nod to like Mischief Company. I exactly. Like it's a nod to people who understand the sort of backstory. Yeah. yeah. Now what's the second category? Let's talk about the acting. Okay. Yeah. The really bad acting by <laughs> Conley Society. But honestly, listen, I'm such a big fan of like things that are so bad they're good. This was so bad it was good. Yeah, I agree. The actors themselves yeah. were incredible. Yes, they were. The Conley actors horrible terrible yeah absolutely disgraceful yeah. no if that was put on that like that would be run out immediately oh yeah, yeah. within the first show they'd be like cut. cut yeah that would never get past anything but because they did and i'm i'm also putting in like the stunts within acting yeah i agree i agree honestly very impressed i was beyond impressed yeah. i definitely give them a four and a half to five stars i i would give them a four it i went to it was incredible to see how much acting went into it mm-hmm. to make it so bad yeah so i would definitely i would definitely say within four to five yeah what's our next category miss leslie stage design oh oh that plays oh. such a huge part we don't even need to discuss i think that. we agree yeah should we say it together three three two, two one five. five yeah yeah it's just like again when you first come into the theater it doesn't seem like much i will admit that but there's so much that goes into it it's like you know what you know what it reminds me of you know those shows what does it remind you of leslie super random i'm sorry um the shows that are like is it cake or is it food (gasps) oh my god i love that show (laughs) isn't it called isn't it cake is it no it's something like that i don't know is it cake it's called is it cake yeah I've never uh, seen the show, but I've seen like the sort of trend of showing that. Yeah, what are you it doing? It feels very that where it's like, oh, this kind of looks like an okay burger, but wait, it's a cake, and then your mind gets blown. I feel like that's exactly how I felt with the play, like Peter Pan that goes wrong. The stage is like it doesn't look too crazy, but once you see how it plays out, how the props play out, yeah, how the stage keeps turning and breaking in such specific ways, I don't even want to think about the four like thought that went into that to making sure it breaks the right way. Like mm. if it breaks the wrong way, you're screwed. Yeah, like, honestly. So. That alone, I was like, wow, this it does exactly what it needs to do. Absolutely. So, but what would you give it overall, though? The overall? Mm. Do I need to give you background music to think about <laughs> it? Do, 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 do. Um, hmm. I would say. It's not like we've four. got all day, but. Three and a half or four. I'm like. Three and a half or four? Mm. 
Yeah. I would lean more to four and a half. Between four to four and a half stars. Mm-hmm. It's not. It doesn't deserve a three. I don't know. No. It's above a three. For sure. I think it's just. This one is a particularly hard show to rate. Especially if you're comparing it to other Broadway shows. Because it's not. It's, it's not a musical. Not, it's not a musical. It does something completely different. And I, you know, I'm going to push it to a four because I get a half point for me for doing something different. Yeah. I appreciate that. I really do. And it's like giving, offering something else. Yeah, I agree. I think it's four to four and a half stars. Out of five is is a good yeah, play. Good. It means it's it's fantastic. And now I just want to go see the play that goes wrong again. <laughs> should, should we go? I think we should go. <laughs> should we get out of here? Yeah, let's go. Okay. You and me. All right. All we'll right. do it. We'll do it soon. <laughs> anyway but thank you so much for joining in thank you so much honestly it's like our first show review i want to know what you guys think did we do a great job did we not let us know and come back for more yeah absolutely and we can't wait to talk about the next show with you guys it's to do with some dancing yeah which a little bit a little bit not too much but maybe just a little bit more than the average human being (laughs) would see on a on a night i would say so definitely and maybe it's to do with the same director that did chicago All that jazz. And on that (laughs) note, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you again soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.